Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Over 5 million people play football in the USA and here to bring it to you in the raw, uncut, unadulterated is the undisputed number one sports show in Atlanta and abroad. 100 yards of football live from headquarters. It's more than a game, more than a show. It's where football blends culture, economics, and society. Tap in, tune in, and lock in to 100 yards of football now. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information, from live in game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Welcome to 100 Yards Football. Today is our NFL game preview. The Carolina Panthers taking on the Atlanta Falcons. If you like the video today, please come in and share it. I surely appreciate it here at 100 Yards Football. I'm your host, Vincent Turner. Special thanks to my producer, Mr. Logan Landers, for making it happen this morning. And as always, the gentleman that I got a lot of respect for, I'm going to say this one more time. When I was 20 years old, <laughs> when my father, Chester Turner, down at our home in Memphis, Tennessee, 1248 Singing Trees, I watched this gentleman perform at a high level for Florida State University against the Oklahoma Sooners in the Orange Bowl. And I remember he came up on a bone-crushing tackle and took down Billy Sims, who at the time was considered the best running back in college football. If you would have told me, me being a 20-year-old, that I'll be in front of this gentleman and develop a great relationship, I would have thought you as crazy! <laughs> Insane! But as Brother Butler just said before our pre-show meeting, that's one thing we know. He said he know God, and that's what is beautiful. So let me bring him up. The gentleman out of Delray Beach, Florida, he always tells me every time I see him, and especially this weekend, the best football players come out of South Florida. He also explains to me the best draft in NFL history is the 1981 draft. I can't argue too much about him there. <laughs> and make no bones. I know right now Deion Sanders is bringing a lot of smokers to head football coach at Jackson State. I know Corey Fuller, Cliff Abraham, Derek Brooks, Warwick Dunn, and Charlie Ward are probably the Florida State players that you remember the most. And maybe here recently, Jameis Winston. But I want y'all to really, really understand this before you leave this video today. This gentleman right here started the tradition at Florida State University. And I really getting to know him over the last few months or two years. I got a lot more respect because Florida State was nowhere before he got on campus. <laughs> nowhere. 
And in 1979 against LSU, the gentleman was the starting cornerback in a first-round pick. He turned around the tradition. That's why a lot of people across the country has respect for Florida State football because of this gentleman right here and several of his teammates. They started it. And at a school, they tell you how God is in his plan. I don't mean to over-talk, but go back and look at Florida State history. They had no history for this man got there. And look what he did in his four years. I'm honored. I'm pleasure to bring him up. Mr. Bobby Butler, how you doing this morning, sir? Hey, doing great, Mr. Football. How you, how you doing today? Can't complain, man. It's uh, kind of a laid back day. I feel pretty good. Um, awesome. Just really the talk football is that we love to do, yes. especially the great memories. It's yeah. a lot of people, I mean, we're throwing you under the bus out there. You watch a lot of shows, Bobby, a lot of NFL game previews. You watch ESPN. You watch Fox. And, man, I stopped watching it, brother, because when you look at the game mm-hmm. and you look at the history, mm-hmm. it's always about the former players. Mm-hmm. I don't care as an NBA mm-hmm. with Kareem, mm-hmm. Oscar Robinson. I don't care if it's Major League Baseball, Bob Gibson, Kurt Blood, Vita Blue, Lou Brock, Roberto Clemente. I don't care boxing, Ali, Ernie Shavers, Foreman. I don't understand why nobody compares and give humbleness to the great people like you, brother. And I was watching this network. I'm not going to say your school network, but the SEC. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing to me. But we do a little bit different here at 100 Yards Football. And I'm thankful that you're with us, my brother. And I'm thankful that we're going into a great direction. And it's football. You Falcon Roy, and you know more about the organization than anybody. But let's talk about the game on Sunday, the Panthers and the Falcons. Actually, we're talking about first place, right? That's right. <laughs> in the division. Tell us and break it down. And then recap last week's game for us. Well, well, first and foremost, we, we, we took a butt kicking last week. Um, you, you know, Vincent, that game last week, uh, it had to happen, right? It had to happen. I think uh, we need to know what we're working with. You know, our formula for success is old school football. And, and we all love old school football, smash mouth, run the football, you know, possess the clock, get out of my way, you know, uh, kind of football. But last week, we faced a very good team that played in the Super Bowl last season, right? You know, they were in the Super Bowl with some young, gifted offensive talent. Don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. Jamar Chase could be the best receiver in the league. You know, the quarterback, Burrow, he's one of the best in the league. Um, You can't always look at stats. But these guys are great leaders. You know, they've got um, uh, great unity in the offensive um, set. They had three receivers last week, Vincent. Pretty much caught over 100 yards, all th- three of them, right? So he spread the ball around, which showed us a, a, a little bit about ourselves, right? If we get behind in the game, you know, that, that don't work with what we want to do. <clears throat> you know, we want to 
run the football, you get behind the game, hey, the game has got to speed up a little bit. And we don't have the great ability to speed the game up right now. <clears throat> you know, and so last week, I know me individually hoping to see our second round pick in there at the end of the game, just to see, you know, just to give him a little time, right? Um, under center in the game, he was back home, but that didn't happen. So anyway, we, we took an L last week, great game. But the, the, problem, I, the problem is we've got some major injuries. You know, we got some major injuries, and I'm hoping that um, we don't rush it too soon. I see that A.J. Terrell and D. Alfred both are questionable this week. My hope, Vincent, is that we can sit A.J. down this week. Because when you start talking about hamstrings, I can tell you about that. I'm a DB. You know, it's, it's all about running fast, stopping, starting back up again, and that don't go well with hamstrings. So i like to see him get a little bit more rest, you know, before we go back. But, you know, here it is. It's football. You got to do what you got to do. And, and, and I get that. So, you know, even Jalen Hawkins, man, is out. Our safety is out. You know, he, he had a pretty good game last week. He had 11 tackles. But he's out this week, you know. And on the other hand, the Panthers are suffering. You know, Baker, Baker Mayfield is questionable, right? P.J. Walker led him to victory last week against Tampa Bay, against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, right? And, you know, of course, we all already know Sam Donald has been out. He's on IR. And then they got J.C. Horn, who's questionable. So, you know, one thing you can say about this great game, you can say it, you can almost put a pin to it, I don't know if they take odds on this in Vegas, but if they do, y'all can make some easy money. That the guys who start the season won't be the same guys who finish the season. Because football is a violent game, ladies and gentlemen. I don't care how they try to make it more safe. It's a violent game. And so with that being said, I think this week, Vincent, is a week for us to get back on track. Um, I think we can get our running game established again. Um, it's a it's a divisional rivalry, you know, one state north of here, two states north of here. Uh, we got to win this ball game. It's a needed win, right? We talk about first place. We got to grind out victories right now where we can. And let's, let's be honest, America. The Falcons is not, they're not going to win every game. We know that. We're going to face some teams that are better than us right now. They're farther along the track than we are right now. That's okay. Here's what we want to do. We want to win the games we're supposed to win, which this game against the Panthers this week, we're supposed to win it. We want to win that game, and we want to upset upset two or three games that we're not supposed to win, right? And we've done that already this season. And so kudos to what we're doing. Arthur Smith, hey, man, keep grinding. We all know that you don't have the team that you want set in stone right now. It's a work in progress. You're working toward that. We know that. We don't expect you to win the Super Bowl this year. We all know that. But it'd be nice if we do it anyway. <laughs> you know, expectations don't mean anything to the locker room. So, Coach Smith, keep doing what you're doing. You're doing a great job. Um, let's keep grinding that ball this week. I know that's what you're going to do. And throw the ball we have to. And let's get our guys healthy. I look forward to it. I think this could be the only game, Vincent, so far this year where we're the favorite. I mean, yes, first sir. game. First game this year, I think. So, um, 
Uh, I, I, I think we're in a good place. We just need to get back to where we was when we were winning games the last few weeks and get some things done. So I got the Falcons this week, man, um, in a 24-14 win. Get into the game. First, I want to say this. Last week to our listeners out there, to my people in Memphis, Tennessee, this gentleman right here did something for me that that's going to take me to the day I die. I was like a kid in the cookie jar. He invited me and took me on a trip with the Atlanta Falcons organization. I honor him in Cincinnati as one of the best players in Falcons history. And for that one day at the restaurant, I don't know where we was at. I can't remember, but it was true class, true royalty. And seeing this gentleman get honored and just seeing the look in his face. And me, he could have chose anybody else out there. And he hasn't known me for a long time, but it's something I'm going to be indebted to him. So for my people in the 901, y'all get ready because I'm bringing this gentleman home with me. You know who I am. (laughs) My sister Stephanie, my sister Bridget, my sister Rhonda, Uncle Opie, my father. This gentleman did something for me that I'm never, ever going to regret. And I want to say this about the Falcons organization. You know, when you look on the outside and you look at an organization and you're saying because the Falcons haven't had success, they kind of like in a down period. But I'm going to tell you what, being around them for that one day and seeing this gentleman here, now, I haven't been around no other organizations. I don't know about the Eagles. I don't know about the Bills. But I tell you what, the Atlanta Falcons organization is first class on the Arthur Blank. Everything was first class. And I came away saying, wow. Professionalism, the spirit was great, the honor was great, everything. You ever, and I don't want to get over long, I'm going to get into the game preview here in the next few minutes, but you, people, if you've ever been in a situation where everything clicked at 100% and it was so professional, it's like the ball didn't even hit the floor. <laughs> and then this young man put on the show with his speech. I consider the best of all the groups among Jesse Tucker, Gerald Riggs, and Terrence Mathis. Maybe I was a little biased, and of course I'm gonna be biased because of him, because of the relationship me and him got. So it was wonderful, and thank you, thank you to the Atlanta Falcons, and thank you to this gentleman here. Now I'm gonna give with my observation of Carolina and the Falcons. BB, mm-hmm. explain to me, Matt Rule got fired, mm-hmm. going with Baker Mayfield and mm-hmm. Sam Donald. And he had the quarterback that played for him in college in P.J. Walker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it took injuries for this gentleman to get on the field. Mm-hmm. Then the third round pick who they took in the draft, Mr. Matt Corral, is on IR. He can't even get on the field. Right. Then I'm looking at Mr. Walker went 16-22 in the win over Tampa Bay, 177 yards, two touchdowns, mm-hmm. I believe zero INTs, but this is this is what I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Matt Rule put the lot on Christian McCaffrey. No bones, but he's injury prone. Mm-hmm. 
Last week they had 181 yards rushing with a gentleman they brought over from Houston, Dante Foreman mm-hmm. and Chuba Hubbard out of Oklahoma State. And they dominated with that great defense led by Derrick Brown. Mm-hmm. So right now, before I move into the Falcons breakdown, mm-hmm. explain to me, Matt Rule, why you didn't have the co-owners when you know <laughs> P.J. Walker was the best quarterback on your team and you got fired. Explain that since you played in the league savant for all those years. What's, what, what happens here? Well, it could it could be several things, Vincent. But number one, see, this is the thing that most people don't get about the NFL. You know, Coach Rule was a former college coach who probably had a lot of suggestions <laughs> and opinions coming from upstairs down to his little office, right? Sometimes a head coach don't have the control y'all think he has, right? And I'm going to say he truly didn't have the control. You know, just guy who been a part of, a, of an organization back in the 80s primarily that every other year we had a new head coach. I know how tough that can be. My heart is always saddened and sorrowful when I see a team fire a coach during the football season. Because I've been there. I know what that's like. Vincent, it's not good. So typically, your team, forget how bad it was. It's worse now. I don't mind you firing the guy at the end of the year. Just don't fire the guy during the season. But seem like they're rallying a little bit, right? Seem like they're doing some good things. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, you'll be surprised at the coaches who can't even decide who to put on the field because sometimes that do come from upstairs, okay? So even though P.J. Walker had a great game, you know, ownership probably didn't want P.J. Walker on the field. You know, they got these high, these, these profile guys. They got to see it through with them first. Give them every opportunity when you're losing ball games, and you got a guy over here that you know, you coach him in college, you know what time of day it is, but your hand's tied. See, a lot of people don't understand. That happens a lot in the NFL. When you see notoriously bad teams, that's what's going on pretty much of the time. The front office is coaching who don't know nothing about football. That happens a lot. So from from my point of view, you know, I think that's really what's going on in Carolina. Now getting to our Falcons. Being there and watching them in in person, the one thing I realized after the first quarter the Cincinnati was clearly the better football team. It was no way the Falcons were going to win that game. No doubt. Mm-hmm. That was just with the injuries the Falcons had mm-hmm. and the inability, I think, offensively to really throw the football. Mm-hmm. There was no way you was going to beat Cincinnati, Joe Burrow, as you mentioned, all those great receivers. All right. 
But going forward, this is a Falcons team. I think it's got a damn good head coach in Arthur Smith. Mm-hmm. He's got a plan. But my thing is, I'm not a Monday morning quarterback. Right. I'm not a never had one day of coaching in my life. Right. Never played a game at a high level like you did. Mm-hmm. But my thing going forward, when do the Falcons kind of decide what we're going to do at the QB position? Because what I learned from that game, and no bones about Marcus Mariota, I think he's done a phenomenal job. Actually, I thought he played pretty well last week. Right. He had a long touchdown pass in that game. But the thing, he's not accurate with the football mm-hmm. on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. And to me personally, in this game here, you got to be able to throw the ball deep. You got to be able to you got to get the ball to your people. They got two very good players. Drake London, USC, California, YA, Florida Gator, Kyle Pitts. And any other offense, let's switch gears. What would they be on the other side of the field with Joe Burrow on last Sunday? Exactly. Make no bones. I think Marcus Mariota's done an outstanding job. But for me personally, for the Falcons to really move on and be a really contender in this division, Games that happened last Sunday, you've got to be explosive in the, in the passing game. Mm-hmm. You're not going to win throwing for 113 yards, man. Right, right. That's, that's In these days and times, Mr. Butler, you know yourself. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. You can run. You're going to have games that can control the clock. Mm-hmm. But you got to have in your passing game explosive plays. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now the question and you brought it up in the first of the conversation day here, one of y'all's football, and I bring this to you, Mr. Butler, mm-hmm. 12-year event to play the game at a high level. What do you do? Mm-hmm. Right now you're sitting at three and four in the divisions. Mm-hmm. But you know you're not explosive in the passing game. Right, right. Now, if you make a move at the quarterback position, there's a chance you will take two steps back. Mm-hmm. But in the long run, you might have a gentleman that can pretty good with the deep ball. Mm-hmm. But if you keep Marcus Mario and make it no bounds, I'm not putting Marcus, throwing Marcus Mario on the, the bus. I think he's a phenomenal football player. I think mm-hmm. he's one of the reasons the Falcons have won three games, three and four. But if he doesn't improve getting the ball down the field, then the Falcons, to me, they're going to be a team that's going to win seven that game, but they're not going to go over the hump and be a playoff team mm-hmm. where they want to go. Mm-hmm. That's just me. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, and don't get me wrong, Marcus Mariota might improve the next week. He might throw for 300 yards. Mm-hmm. But he, he, I don't think he's had even close remotely to a 300-yard game this year, has he? No. <laughs> so no. what do you do, Monday morning quarterback, 12 well, veteran, what do you do at this moment? Right. Well, here's what I do at this moment. I see what Coach Smith is doing, right? He want to win all the games he can, right? They knew when they brought Marcus here that Marcus is a bridge quarterback here in Atlanta. And what I mean by that, if y'all don't understand, He's a guy that's holding us up until we get the guy we need. Now, that being said, we drafted a quarterback out of the University of Cincinnati. Um, second round, Vincent? 
Third round. Third round. We got him. That, that's, that's still a high draft choice, right? Matter of fact, let me say this. Dak Prescott was the fourth round draft choice. Absolutely. Okay, right? So what we got to do somewhere in, in this season, we got to give uh, um, him some, some playing time. Um, I watch him play at Cincinnati. Uh, I liked his game, Vincent. I like this game. Um, he's mobile. Um, he can push the ball down the field. Uh, we got to give him opportunity to see what he can do, right? Because at the end of the day, everybody thinking, well, let's bomb the season so we can get a, a first-round quarterback. Well, we may not need a first-round quarterback. We may have the guy. Remember this, y'all. Remember this. In 1991, we drafted Brett Favre. In the second round. And we had a quarterback, but he was a little injury prone. And Chris Miller, who was the first round pick out of Oregon, we drafted Brett Favre, didn't play him, and we traded him. He went to Green Bay and the rest is history. So we we drafted this guy in the third round. We somewhere during this season got to put him in the lineup and see what he got before we make any decisions on a future quarterback elsewhere. You follow me, Vincent? Yes, sir. We got to put him in the game, let him play, because he may be our answer. See, my hope is that we don't waste money and time by not giving him the opportunity and then next year look for a first-round pick who may not pan out. Let's give this guy an opportunity. We draft him high enough. We pay him enough money, right, to give him that chance. We've got to give him a chance. And I don't want him to get the opportunity, Vincent, when the season is thrown away. See, Marcus understands better than anybody on this roster that his career, he's a backup. He's not a starter in the National Football League. He knows that. But until we get that guy, he'll uh, he'll get the job done. We're running the football. We can get away with it in some games. But we just won't be able to come back from behind with a deficit on the scoring board, you know, with Marcus. And, and I love Marcus. I think he's a great individual. I think he's a great leader. You know, we need guys like that on the roster. But we need somebody, just like you say, who can push the ball down the field and who can make plays. And I think we got him, and Mr. Ritter. So we got to give him an opportunity to play. I'm going to give him my prediction of the game. I think Atlanta bounce back this week and wins a very close football game, 21-17. and 17. I think it's going to be one of the most roughest physical games of the day on Sunday because both teams right now have got the league noticing. <laughs> but I'm looking at this. I think it's a tough decision for Coach Smith at the quarterback position because mm-hmm. – you got Ritter in the third round, and I hope that it works out with some way down the line you got to play him because when you look at the decision, I'm going to say it's tough, and watching college football, the shining stars are coming. We got some. Anthony Richardson. We got some. Bryce Young, California YA. We got some. CJ Stroud, California YA. We got some. Will Levis, out of my mind, Kentucky. We got some. KJ Jefferson, 
Pig Sweet. <laughs> we got some. Another young boy down in LSU. Everybody was saying Brian Kelly was crazy. <laughs> they taking notice with another California Yahe native, Jaden Daniels. They got some. And then family, home state, Rocky Top. <laughs> hitting, hitting the hooker. Yes, sir. That's about seven quarterbacks. There's you another one out there. Why the game is being played that can right. play at a high level. That's right. That's right. That's right. Your final score this weekend, man, Atlanta and Carolina. I got us uh, tw tw 24. I got Carolina 14. I, I think we're going to have a good game this week. We're at home. We're ready. This is alumni week, Vincent. All the old dogs will be in the building this weekend. So, you know, we'll be there cheering them on. It's going to be an exciting game. Um, I think we'll take this one. And before we move on, give us a list of some of their old alumni that's going to be in the house on Sunday. Oh, man, we're going we're gonna to have the best of the best. You know, we'll have Gerald Riggs again, Jesse Tuggle. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have um, Michael Turner in the game. They, hey, listen, they'll be there in Groves. Hey, the old dogs, Dewey McLean, Alfred Jenkins. They'll, they'll be in the house. Wallace Francis. Doc, hey, listen, it's going to be a family reunion. One love. Rise up. And to our listeners before we end today, if you happen to get out and watch the Panthers and the Falcons on Sunday, please do me a favor. Walk up to this gentleman right here and tell you, if you're a true Falcon fan, say thank you for your service and all the years with the Falcons when you was on the field and after you was off the field. Please give him some love and walk up to him and say thank you. And let him sign an autograph for you because it's going to be a memory you're not going to forget. Before we end our show today, we'd like to mention one more time, this show is presented by Bet Online. If you liked the video today, please come in and share. We're sure they appreciate here 100 Yards Football. And before I end it today, I want to say our producer Logan Landis is moving on to great heights. It's been a pleasure in what he's did the last two years for me personally. He's put me in a level that I never would ever imagine. His hard work behind the scenes, him putting me to where now 100 yards football is being looked at it at a different level. That goes for you, one for seven, 1980 quarterback for the University of Georgia, Sugar Bowl. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> but I want to say special thanks to Mr. Landers, the youngest member of 100 yards football. We know him as Babyface Nelson of Baby um, Pro Football, College Football, and I know WGUN up there at 550 a.m. in Gainesville, Georgia. You're getting a class act, and you're getting a good employee, and you're getting a gentleman that's very talented. But I want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you, Mr. Landis, for making it happen for me over the last two years. Amen. Many blessings and many thanks and success to your career. We'll see you next week here on One of the Yards Football. Please get out and see the Panthers and the Falcons rise up. And if you see this gentleman walking around, please walk up to him and say thank you, Mr. Butler. For keeping the Atlanta Falcons rolling, ATL. Is that how they do it? <laughs> God bless here on 100 Yards of Football. What is your favorite moment from football history? What teams and players are you cheering on? And who will win it all? We want to hear from you, our listeners. Head over to 100 Yards of Football Sports Talk Radio's Instagram, 
Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch and leave us a comment. We might use your suggestion in an upcoming episode. Tune in daily to the podcast and watch our show live every week. We are 100 Yards of Football Sports Talk Radio on the Believe Podcast Network. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.